Welcome to season one, episode 16 of Bryce and Ren and Corey and Raven in the house. I'm Bryce Henderson, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, today we'll be discussing season one, episode 16 of Corey in the house. That's so in the house. And uh, with me as always to discuss, uh, you know, Corey shenanigans in the White House is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how is it going? Bryce, it's going great. And my night was only made better by a certain guest appearance in tonight's episode of Corey in the house. If only you'd have been able to see into the future and see it coming, Ren. Get it? What a long night. Get it? Yeah. It has been a long night. So so we are recording this, Ren, on the eve. Not the uh is it the eve of the big game? It is the big game. Yeah, so Eve would imply what? Like That's last right. night? Yeah. Okay, so uh we are recording this in the midst of the big game. The game is afoot, as one might say. Um and, you know, while that's going on, Ren and I are prioritizing and making sure that Corey gets his spotlight as always. Uh, Ren, did you have you did you watch any moments of uh, the big game this evening? I did not. Can you give me your Bryce top 10 highlights? So I'm not going to give you uh, my top 10, uh, mainly because the NFL starts all their games off with like a scary warning that any recount or description of the game will result in a major lawsuit. All right. Uh, so all right. That's always terrified me, and I don't think that our podcast needs to get sued by the NFL. Uh, but but I did want to mention the reason why I asked friend uh, is there was an ad for a new M Night Shyamalan movie, um, and it shows uh, some people on a beach having a nice day, and they have like some kids, and then the mom's like, "Oh, like Billy, your swim trunks are getting tight," and uh... then Billy goes behind a rock, and he comes back, and he is like a teenager. And then the rest of the teaser is people running around on the beach, screaming and aging and saying like, we got to get out of this beach. Like we got to leave the beach. Um, And the movie's called old. Oh, I think this is based on something. Is it? Is is it familiar to you? All I could think about Ren is why don't they just leave the beach? Why, like, I get that they're screaming, we gotta leave the beach, but a beach is not a, an enclosed environment. There's usually a, a lot of exit points in every direction. They're beach folk. They're, they're beach folk? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Is it is it possibly, like, they paid for their, like... Okay, seven... it was, apparently it was inspired by the graphic novel Sandcastle by Pierre oh. Oscar Levi and Frederick Peters. Oh, I, Frederick Peters wrote it? Yeah. He's Rand, he's very good. He uh, wrote another graphic novel called uh, Ice Castle. It's pretty good. So, uh, Ren, Raven is back in the house tonight. Raven is in the house tonight, Bryce, but so what's this is a frustrating episode. Yeah. I I almost felt like like, we're going to go through it the way that we normally do, but I almost felt like th- there was no proper way to discuss this episode of Corey in the House. 
why did you find it so frustrating? So I'm going to have to like go through the episode a bit, but I'll like keep it like appropriate for our format. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to know your thoughts. I watched it um, early in the week for the first time and then watched it again today, hoping that it was better than I thought. And it is not. Um, a lot like you go finish up. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, the, the word xenophobia, um, <laughs> feels omnipresent as I watch this episode to the point that I'm uncomfortable, uh, even discussing a lot of the actions and dialogue that we see here. I can't wait until we can, I really feel like we have to dissect that's so Pushnik. Yeah. Um, we have no choice. It's our moral obligation to to take a deep dive. So, okay, uh, let's. Uh, should we just dive right in? Should we just Hold do on. this? Let, let me explain why I was so frustrated. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. I feel like this will give us some context. So, I feel like the episode starts off strong enough, introducing Raven as a guest character by playing into like her fashion sensibilities, mm-hmm. and they even have her like in coming introducing herself into Corey in the house via like a a vision that she had off screen that just times up well with the joke of the opening yeah and then the episode basically asks itself how can we keep raven away from the rest of the cast as much as humanly possible mm-hmm. and then does everything it can to it's, yes and the worst part is the first few minutes set up a bunch of like character interactions for Raven and Corey's supporting cast. Just to, uh, just to, as, as you said before we recorded, Ren, what, what did you call this episode? Like, what did you say it had? Oh God, I already forgot. Oh, okay. I'll fill it in. I didn't want to steal your thunder. You said it, uh, it suffered from juicer syndrome. Oh, that's right. The juicer syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. They have this big guest star. And it's someone who you are so excited to see back. We all knew Raven was going to guest star in an episode of Cory in the House. She is back just for this episode to happen. Um, She really didn't even need to be there. But we'll get into it, Ren. We will. We'll definitely talk about it. So uh, our our cold open for the episode, President Martinez is in the kitchen. Uh, When isn't he? I don't know if he's ever doing work because I feel like he is only ever bothering Victor. Um, and he has in his hand uh, the tour guide uniform. So that's what we recognize as the tour guide uniform um, from our previous time with Becky, the tour guide. Uh, Victor says that, uh, so President Martinez is like, oh, what do you think of this uniform? Victor's like, well, I'd have to shave my legs, but you're the boss. Victor's um, up for anything. <laughs> he what is. A team player. He, yeah, he's like, oh, sure, like whatever you need, uh, even though it makes no sense for the president to demand that the chef wear, you know, this specific uniform. But sure, Victor's like, I'll do it. Um, Corey needs to be the one to tell Victor, like, oh, like you're not asking, like he's not asking you to wear it, dad. And then Corey's like, right. Um, that'd be a, a wild demand of the president. But not out of character. No. No, it would not be um, for him to be like, I'm the president and this is what you're going to do. Um, you know, he wants to make new, new, new uniforms, Ren. It's a new administration. We're ready for some change. Um, Corey gives his thoughts on the uniform. And 
he says they are kind of whack. And President Martinez says wickety whack or straight up whack. Uh, what do you think, Bryce? I thought that I didn't like this. Um, I don't. I didn't like the use of whack, and it made me uncomfortable. That's how I felt about it. Um, uh, Corey says that it's straight up whack and not wickety whack. Uh, president needs a fashion designer, and Corey pop tax dollar for a fashion <laughs> designer whatever it takes the tour guides need new uniforms this goes above everything else in the country right now it's top priority uh for him to get this done Ren, that's what i don't understand is the the top dollar aspect of this so Corey, he instantly gets interested in this whole scheme because Corey wants money but why Rent, you, you have a sibling. I have a sibling. When my sibling goes to do his work, I don't expect to take his money. So why is it that Corey, he thinks, oh, Raven's going to do this? And then he's like, and I'll get all the money. Corey's angling it like a broker's fee. You know, he found Raven the job, so he gets a little bit of the commission. But the, what headhunters the, do, Bryce. Oh, so th- that's that's why he's thinking. He's like, oh, if I set Raven up with this, you know, Raven. So Raven gets the exposure, um, right? And Corey <laughs> gets the actual money. Look, Raven's gonna get some money out of it. I don't know what Corey's rate is. I can't imagine it's generous. <laughs> so uh, Corey and Victor instantly they're like, oh, we gotta tell Raven, but they don't need to tell Raven because Raven has a vision, and so she is now. Um, as soon as Corey goes to call her, uh, she picks up and she's actually, she walks into the kitchen with her suitcase and the, the clothes already made. Um, how'd she get in there, Ren? The same way everyone else gets in, Bryce. <laughs> the back door? <laughs> it just, for a show that's set in the White House, there's no sense of like security or national uh, importance to this building raven can just walk right in we've seen the juicer walk right in anyone can just walk right in to this white house to quote fuller house it's always open <laughs> you watched a lot of fuller house i've watched too much fuller house yeah i watched a decent amount of it too uh i don't know if i watched it till the end i haven't finished it yeah um it was good it was not bad uh, so Corey is excited because we are going to score big on this one. Uh, you can keep the fame. I'll keep the fortune. Corey says, Corey says this as he strokes his like chin, uh, Raven and Corey then start arguing and Corey's like, well, la di di da do da da. And then Raven's like, well, la da di da do di da da da. Um, Did you ever fight with your brother like this growing up? It's It annoyed me just watching it for a few seconds. No, Jordan and I never fought like this. <laughs> uh, like one-upping each other in absurd baby language. <laughs> uh, that's what they do. That's what Raven and Corey are doing here. And Victor is so happy to have Raven back. He's like, just like old times. Now stop. Um, and then... 
Victor tells him, you know, they're on Team Baxter. They got to work together. Um, Ren, have you... So, a detail that I noticed this episode, and I don't know if it's any of the past episodes, but there's a certain set piece in the, the kitchen that I wanted to discuss with you. Yeah. Um, so, there's a, a painted face mask hanging up on the wall with... Uh, it looks to be like a baby t-shirt and a little baby pair of jeans underneath it, and then some socks. And it looks terrifying. And I don't know why it's there, Ren. I think it's trapping the spirit of the chef who Mm -hmm. worked there before Victor. (laughs) Yeah. And when Victor inevitably succumbs, he will too become mm -hmm. a scary mask with baby jeans. (laughs) Have you... (laughs) Uh, so I, I like this idea because it plays to the superstition aspect that <laughs> we know exists in the world of Cory in the house between the okay. juicer and Raven's abilities. Um, so is this, like, if Victor puts on the mask, what happens? Well, he becomes the past chef. He becomes the past chef. <laughs> it's like Jim Carrey's the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he takes on the uniform, the persona of the old chef. Maybe it's like, because we know... Victor's specialty is mainly like uh like his American food, right? Because he used to run the chill grill. Yeah, the Maybe chill for like grill. Italian night. Um he puts on the mask and it's like uh the, the old Italian chef. He makes a nice pasta carbonara for everyone. Yeah. Some nice uh linguine or some fettuccine alfredo. Um yeah. Okay, I like this theory. It it helps helps me understand why this mask exists in the first place. Um, all right, we get our opening credits, Ren. You want to talk about Raven Simone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt only natural, right? She's our only guest star here. It's really only fair. Um, what do you, what have you seen Raven in? Have you seen Raven in anything other than that's a Raven and Corey in the house? She is in Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. She's on the Cosby show. Yep. She, uh, yeah, I think that was her first gig. I think she was a child star. I think she's oh, no. in the episodes of American Dad. Uh, yeah. She, uh, there was a, the movie College Road Trip. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember trailers of that. Um, I think it is, I think there's something with a cow in it, but she was definitely in that. She goes and she searches for college. Do you think she just decides on a location on it? Yes. Hmm. Um, let's see. It stars Martin Lawrence as James and the synopsis when an overachieving high school student decides to travel around the country to choose her perfect college her overprotective cop father decides to accompany her to keep her on the straight and narrow it's a Disney movie so I wonder I feel like Raven wasn't getting up uh, to too much trouble in that movie Martin Um, slipped into a three day coma after collapsing from heat exhaustion while jogging in a hundred degree Fahrenheit heat in what? preparation for Big Mama's house while wearing a heavy clothing and a plastic suit. Three day coma? Yes. For Big Mama's house? The film received negative reviews from critics <laughs> critics, but was a box office hit. So you because you always hear these you hear these stories of method acting going so right, and this is a perfect example of the stories that you don't hear about when it goes so wrong. 
Wow. He came back for Big Mama's house too. Um, how much money did it make? Do we know? It made $141 million. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of money. I don't know if it is. Uh, so there's Raven's Home, which is in this universe. Are you familiar with Raven's Home? It's the sequel, right? It is the sequel, yeah. And I believe it's still airing. I don't know if that's true or not. It looks like it was 2017 to 2020. So maybe there's not new episodes anymore. Um, would you be interested in watching Raven's Home at any point? If it's done. If it's done? If it's I done. Mean, there's a lot of episodes of it. Uh, 76 episodes of Raven's Home. Damn, what? Yeah. Cory in the House. So Cory in the House got, what, 34 episodes? Raven's Home got 76. Yeah. Uh, but I believe um, Annalise Vanderpool is back for it. So as Chelsea. Do we think, um, is Kyle Massey ever in it? It would only be fair, but. Uh... You know, you could definitely feel some animosity between Kyle and Raven in tonight's episode. You thought so? I don't know. They just weren't. Uh, you didn't feel. You didn't feel that heat. Yeah, I did, well, I didn't feel like their old sibling chemistry. Um, felt like she was there for the paycheck and the recognition. Yeah. Uh, and and ultimately, this does this is an episode about Corey. Like this is a Corey in the house episode. Um. I'm going to just check real quick. Um, yeah, I don't think. No, nope. I don't think that he ever made it onto Raven's home. So uh, anything else you have to say about Raven Simone? Raven Simone is mentioned as one of Jenna Maroney's nemeses on 30 Rock. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why I, I could not see them possibly getting along uh, or enjoying each other's company uh, alright so back to the episode Mina and Newt they're at, at school with Corey and Mina is talking about how excited she is to meet Corey's sister wouldn't that lead to such an interesting character dynamic a psychic hanging out with Mina I think shenanigans they could get up to. I could see zero shenanigans. I think all the shenanigans would lean entirely on the psychic aspect. And I think Mina would continue to be the, uh, like, wet blanket that she is. Raven would predict a Bahavian revolution Mm -hmm. that inevitably Mina would end up instigating herself because of Raven's vision. (laughs) And uh, And then Ambassador P would be so livid. Ren, he he would be like that is not my daughter. Mina's excited, Ren, to meet her, and if you hang out with her too long, Corey says you may end up in some wacky situations. Uh, that sounds like someone I know and love. Mina says, Corey's like, oh yeah, like uh, it runs in the family, thinking that uh, Mina's talking about him, and actually. Uh, Mina is talking about a TV show in Bahavia called That's So Pushnik. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. We definitely will, Ren. Uh, Corey explains that 
Oh, also, if you meet Raven and she's staring off and she has a blank look on her face, uh, you know, that's something that she just does. And Mina's like, oh, that also reminds me of someone I know. And that's when we see Newt. <laughs> uh standing in the middle of the courtyard staring uh at other girls and uh the reason why is newt explains that he's always wanted to experience love at first sight and he's waiting for the bells to go off in his head like in the movies uh uh, we're just kind of forgetting about that episode huh i guess so (laughs) yeah like I mean, I guess Jessica doesn't exist, right? Production order-wise, I looked it up. That episode was written before this one. Okay, so he has no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse here. That Jessica is dead to Newt. Newt is ready to move on. And move on he does, because he hears bells in his head, um, or so he thinks, as a teacher walks by. And Newt proclaims, uh, oh, like... I guess, uh, like, of course I'm supposed to love her. Like, I forget her name. Like, Mrs. Flanagan. Like, of course I'm supposed to love her. And uh, it was actually her cell phone going off. So Corey and Mina explained that to him. And he's like, oh, phew. Like, I could never love someone who gave me the D. Um, Do you think Newt is sick? Like, what's going on with her? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Last time we saw Newt, because he wasn't in our last episode we watched with Russia... Uh, he was really into flu shots and eye exams. <laughs> and now, he took too many flu shots yeah. and got too many prescription glasses that he just <laughs> throttled his vision and body. Well, like, Ren, like, you're a good friend to me, and I just want to know, like, back, back in our college days, if you would notice that I was standing in the quad staring at, like, at women and girls as they walked by... I, you would have the common courtesy to, to first of all be like hey Bryce like don't do that second of all uh like you're really you're freaking people out right now um it's the only reasonable thing to do in that scenario it is but instead Mina and, and Corey are just like eh Newt's gonna Newt like <laughs> and this is that girls again yeah and Newt like Newt's also the school president so he's like the student body president he's the one who's representing Maybe he thinks it gives him the right. Yeah. (laughs) The power very quickly went to his head. (laughs) All social cues and having to like, to think about what other people think about him or how they see him, gone. He no longer cares. Uh, He's, you know, doesn't need to care about that because he is the president of the school. Um. But this is this serves as the closest thing to the B plot in our episode. Um, yeah, I guess, huh? It, it yeah. basically gets absorbed into a joke at the end. Yes. Uh, so Raven and Corey, we're back at the White House. Raven and Corey, they're walking around the halls of the White House. Um, Corey explains that it's okay to be upstairs so long as they don't get caught. Uh, we see Becky, the tour guide, again. Uh, it was that nice was to see her. Surprise. Wait, yeah. is it Donna the tour guide? Um, yes. Becky's yep. cheese in a cup. Becky's cheese in a cup. I, I have my uh, guest star names or my character names confused. You're correct. Thank you. Um, we see Donna. Donna's back. She's better than ever. Uh, she explains that she says to her tour group, this is the White House clock, which is spun by hand each and every day. And that is the White House floor buffer, 
who is also wound by hand each and every day. A little bit of comedy for us, huh? <laughs> yeah, if you're on a tour, uh, I like that. I actually liked the joke rant because it feels like something that a tour guide would say. Look, Bryce, if my tour guide isn't cracking a joke every three minutes, I'm walking out and I do yeah. time. Yeah, I would. Because <laughs> I'm usually snoozing if my tour guide isn't isn't making jokes about the old man buffering the floor. So mocking him openly to this group of young agile tourists and he because he waves at them too like he's a happy guy um and he's also it something i wish that we had kept count of is like how many people probably got fired at the hand of this administration because i think he's probably gone um, at the end of the day here oh definitely he's probably in prison he's in and i honestly wouldn't be surprised if he got the chair <laughs> seems harsh red that hey, hey. seems harsh are <laughs> you telling me right are you telling me that the the floor buffer man in this episode deserves the chair but raven for the actions that she commits in it does not raven saves the president's life uh f- floor buffer man attempts assassination in the white house yeah so you tell me who's in the right here all right yeah, so going to jail, uh, right? So, so by this, Ren, we're, we're referring to uh, Raven having a vision of Donna, the tour guide, seeing the president of the United States and saying, it's the president, no way, no way, which is her, her signature line. Um, as she says it, the buffer escapes from the floor buffer's like hands. So the machine goes on its own, goes straight, hits the White House clock, and the clock falls, uh, presumably onto the president in this vision. So right. Raven has this, this vision. Was the president destined to die today? Yeah, is it a final destination? Was Raven's appearance the only thing preventing it? Mm-hmm. Death, death had its eyes uh, really set on President Martinez today. Designated he was about to save America from itself. And then Raven, the psychic, goes and stops it again. Yeah, so, uh, Ren, my question is, is, is this a final destination scenario here? Um, where if yes, death will be reclaiming the president later. <laughs> and in a much more gruesome and drawn out <laughs> manner. Maybe that's why uh, the show the, was canceled. Than just the clock falling on him. So they tried to tie it into Final Destination. Mm-hmm, and it just didn't work. Um, Corey Destination. <laughs> so uh, so Raven sees this vision and then it begins to take form right in front of her eyes. So the president comes around the corner. And uh, that's when Donna yells, no way, it's the president, no way, no way. Um, Raven is scared. So she dives the president, tackles him to the ground. And that's when uh, nothing happens. The the buffer did not let go of the buffering machine. Uh, The clock did not fall. So all it looks like to the group is this, this woman tackling the president of the United States. Um, she right. straddles him <laughs> before we go on uh, okay. we have to address the elephant in the room yes we're going to be saying a certain word and a lot of it soon it sounds like a bad word but it was said on Corey in the house so it's not yes yeah so I um, I did some some research into this word Ren oh <laughs> uh, have you and i don't know so i i don't want to 
be talking too much about it. I I found something. So the definition of the word, um, this is the de- the definition that I wrote down based on what I found, um, and so what it might be derived. I'm assuming it's derived from somewhere, um, as most words like this are. Um, the, the definition of it is a crazy or eccentric person. Um, so uh, the word is kook. It derives from cuckoo. Um, yeah, and that's, that's a word that we hear a lot in this episode. It is the word that they choose to label um, this... Raven this threat to the president known as Raven. Um, so without knowing Raven's name, the president uh, refers to her as a kook. Very and aggressively. Very aggressively. And we get that word all throughout the episode. Um, Where's that eh. damn kook? <laughs> it was a strange choice, Ren. Um, Could have been like, something more fitting would have been like, there's like the attacker, you know, since this is someone who attacked the president. Um, but no, they say kook. They could have uh, said loon. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. Here it is. And, and said, so we get kook. Nezzy Classified has a, a character known as Wild Man. Um, so could have just been something similar to that. But this is what the writers went with. She read, she tackles the president hard to the ground. And she stays there for a moment, rattling the president on the ground. They're looking like at each other face to face. Bunch of pictures getting taken. And then she says, gotta go and runs away. Realistically, Secret Service would have shot her, right? Yes. Yeah, I would think so. I, I assume that if, even if the Secret Service isn't actively following the president around everywhere he goes in the White House, they are around every corner. Um, I would think that she would be shot. Um, anyone who, who would do this to the president of the United States, I believe that's what the Secret Service, Secret Service is there for. Um, but instead she says, gotta go, and she runs away. She gets away, Ren. And the president is like, Corey, like, did you see that kook? Uh, <laughs> And you can't call people that anymore. It's all right. Like, Corey's like, no, I, di- I didn't see one. And the president's like, you didn't see that kook. Like, he, I, I just. It, it just sounds like a hate crime when you say it. It does. It sounds awful. <laughs> and so that's like, that's why I did research into the word. Cause I'm like, it doesn't, like, I don't feel like I can, you know. Um, but. Sure enough. Um, so I'm, cu- I'm curious if, if anyone is listening and they, they do more research into the word and they find something, I'm very curious um, into to what people find on this word. So, um, all right. So now Raven runs into the kitchen downstairs and she's like, hey, dad, like, nice to see you. Um, Corey runs in as well. Uh, and then... <laughs> Uh, they're playing tag or whatever. They're, uh, Victor thinks they're playing how to go seek and Raven's like, I'm going to play some pull tag because they hear the president coming. So Raven grabs Corey and pulls him into the other room. And that's when President Martinez runs into the kitchen as Raven and Corey are in the living room listening. Um, 
as uh, Martinez, Homer Bud would say, it's kook season. <laughs> he is he's on high alert. Rent. If the president were tackled, the president would not be the one searching the White House high and low for for the revenge. person who tackled them. Yeah, personal revenge. That's because that's that's what I'm thinking. Because I like in this scenario, did the Secret Service say like President Martinez, you got to get somewhere safe? Someone's loose in the White House, and he said no. Like I want to deal with it myself. Leave this um, one to me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's what we get. So he's running around. He does have two Secret Service members with him in this uh, in this part of the episode. So it's not like Probably. he is truly by himself. But um, so he. He says to Victor, I'll never forget that face, that voice, those wild eyes um, in describing said kook. So, pin right here. Yeah. In That's So Raven. Yes. One of Raven's many things is that she is a master of disguise. Yes. Naturally, anyone who has watched That's So Raven will see this scene and immediately think, okay, Corey's going to have to help Raven disguise herself as a character to meet with the president. Yep. Unpin, continue. <laughs> and instead, uh, they quickly check the living room for the president and Secret Service. Uh, Raven is underneath, uh, is shoved between like the cushions of the couch as Corey sits on the cushions of the couch, raised very high. They somehow don't notice and they run out. And that's when, so that's, that's when Ren, to your point, we meet our, the episode's largest dilemma. Okay. Uh, Raven is a wanted woman and not in a good way. That's her quote, not mine. Um, she, she, the president knows that he has an appointment to meet Raven, Chef Victor's daughter. Right? Yeah. Um, he has now met Raven, but didn't know it was Raven. Uh, so the dilemma is, uh, how do we get someone who doesn't look like, you know, the person who the president met to present this clothing, the new fashion for the tour guides to the president without the president, you know, getting suspect. Um, so to your point, Ren, what, what should have happened here? What should have happened is that Corey and Raven should have worked together to craft a character who Raven would become, who would come to the meeting in Raven's stead. Typical that's how Raven shenanigans would ensue. And then she would reveal herself to the president. They would have a discussion about the line, yada, yada, basic sitcom episode. We close the spinoff. You and I both give it a six. <laughs> it's not getting a six. This, uh, this is not getting a six based on the direction it goes in. No. Um, Raven does have a disguise for herself at one point. Um, it is not to drive home this main plot. Uh, instead, they decide, well, you know, why don't we have him meet someone who has a family resemblance to Raven? And that's when they decide Corey's going to dress up in heels and a skirt and a bedazzled jean jacket and a sparkly shirt, Rand. Don't forget his gigantic breasts. <laughs> Made of balloons. <laughs> this is like the worst joke on Corey in the house. So like, and I know that we say this um, a lot, like a lot of times jokingly, but in, in all seriousness, Ren, could this episode of Corey in the house be made today? 
don't think so, Bryce. <laughs> I I sincerely don't believe it could be. This is um, like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it feels like so. We've seen Corey in the house do a lot of uh, like othering, and like I said, uh, the concept of um, like xenophobia in terms of culture and those who identity. Uh, yeah, in, in identity, and so in this case, the whole the rest of the episode pretty much went. The joke is that Corey is wearing uh like i just described the heels the shirt the coat um yeah basically the humor derives from what how Corey is dressed and like it and i watched this and i honestly both times i watched it i thought to myself like if i'm a kid and i'm watching this episode the joke that i get out of it is that people who you know dress in outfits like this are are funny like that it's different and that that's a joke in and of itself yeah uh and i, I hate that red uh i i really did not like it and it does not sit well with me at all it is the logical conclusion of a show that only does surface level humor tackling a subject like this yeah uh so we now get scene after scene of people responding very negatively and poorly to uh Corey in this outfit yeah uh and so like when i was saying earlier like i didn't even know how to tackle this episode that's what i mean is that the entire like second half of this episode is just strictly based on that um that is the main content that we get uh and And pretty much pushed out of it entirely she is Um, so so, because because now so Corey's going to dress up in this outfit um he is going to pretend to be raven so he can meet the president and present this clothing to her uh to him um and then uh th- that's it and so raven really has no no part in it raven says to Corey, like hey i want to be i want to be there i want to be able to see his face Corey's like you can't do that uh because if he can see you then you can see him and that or if you can see him he can see you and that's bad um worse i think is that Corey meets Newt and Mina in like Raven's place? Yeah, robbing so us I, of rent. But ex- I don't get this. Why could Newt and Mina not know, like, not meet the real Raven? I get why the president can't. In the context of the president has seen this woman who's tackled him, and so that's why the president can't meet the real Raven. But why can't? Newt and Mina meet the real Raven. It's, it's there's not, no reason. I, it's not even like addressing the show, so I don't even know what ground to start discussing it. Yeah, on. like where do where do I even begin? Where's my angle? It's, so, because because Newt and Mina come to the door, and Corey's like, "Oh, that's Newt and Mina," and Raven's like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet him." And Corey's like, "No, you can't. You're gonna like you can't wait to hide." Or he says something like that. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. And so that's it. Like it, Ra- Corey just shuts it down. I don't know if it's because Corey's embarrassed. Wait, okay. What's more? So okay, we can understand that Corey doesn't want to be dressed this way. Yeah. But what's more embarrassing? In just having your sister meet your friends mm-hmm. while you either like hide or explain what happened, or pretending to be your sister for the entire day. Yeah. While your friends are just none the wiser. <laughs> and not because that's what gets me is like. They come in and it's not addressed, but it's it sh- should be very obvious to them. Um, and again, this is one of those moments where um, 
if I were their friend, if I were Corey's friend, if I were Newton Mina, I would want to have some conversation with Corey just about what exactly is happening. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just like, <laughs> I would like an explanation for how you hyped up your sister and it's you. You. Um, and, no. <laughs> they buy it though. They do buy it. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know, Ren. This like this episode just gets me. They so so Newton Mina, they come in. Um, they're there because they're gonna be modeling Raven's clothing. Um, they you know are Mina at first is like really kind of put off by you know what she believes is Raven, is is Koi's sister. Um Newt, on the other hand, continues our B plot. He hears chimes in his head. And what does this mean for Newton and friendship? Love at first sight. Friend, I wish that it was explored more. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Um, instead, it is just one other thing that is something that could have... Like, I, I mean, the show would never go that deep of a level oh, or even come close decade. to having a conversation about it. Um, but it, it's another thing that's just pushed to the side and yeah. then later made to be a joke. Yeah, so Mina says says to what she thinks is Raven, uh, who's really Corey. Where's Corey? And Corey, as Raven says, he had to work out. Mina says he works out. And then Corey, as Raven says, why are you acting all surprised? Raven is just really defensive about Corey's <laughs> fitness regime. Mm-hmm. This next scene. So now Corey again, still dressed uh, as Raven, is off to present in the Oval Office to President Martinez uh, these new uniforms. President Martinez is amped. He's excited to see them. Uh, he, uh, so Corey comes into the Oval Office. President Martinez, on first glance, actively says, whoa, upon seeing Corey dressed as Raven. That was like a whoa, humana, humana, humana. His jaw drops. Fung <laughs> rolls out onto the carpet. He has to lap it back up into his mouth. <laughs> so then, <laughs> um, I if, is that if that's how you interpreted that that whoa that's fine. Ren, I interpreted it as the exact opposite because then he goes on to say to say, uh, well, I guess this is Chef Victor's beautiful daughter. Like, beauty really is in the eye of the beholder, or whatever. He says something like that. Um, so he's he's not buying it. Corey, dressed as Raven, begins the presentation. Did you like the presentation, Ren? No. You need new uniforms? You want them? <laughs> we got them. So let's party. What was your... What is Raven? It? Um, okay, imagine you're the president of the United States. Your chef is like, all right, I'm going to get you the best fashion designer in the world. It's my daughter. Who's in design school? She shows up from design school, plays a boombox, dances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, where do you re- how do you recover from that? Uh, how you recover, if you're Corey Dress's Raven, is... Uh, you continue to dance uh, and you say, ooh, that's my jam. And then you have uh, Mina come in wearing the uh, red, white, and blue new uniform. So that the fashion speaks for itself, I think, in Raven's case. Raven, the real Raven, Ren, 
is outside the window. In a disguise. In a mustache. Mm-hmm. Classic Raven. Nobody. She is, she has, uh, like, trimmers, like, giant, uh, like, trimmers that you use on, like, a, on a bush. And she is going to town destroying the plants out there. Uh, as she's watching this presentation. Will this get uh, taken out of Victor's paycheck? <laughs> I don't think Victor's been paid since he's gotten there. I think he's only, I think he's probably paid Martinez every single week. Martinez bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would totally buy that President Martinez does not pay any of his staff in real US dollars, but instead has this uh, redemption system. They can go to the commissary, mm-hmm. get uh, stuff like Pringles and new toothbrush, <laughs> ramen. Uh, yeah, Chef Victor's been saving up for weeks to buy a whole can of Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Corey are going to split it. Uh, best kind of dessert. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Corey's birthday and he gets the can of Pringles. Um, all right. So, uh, President Martinez sees Mina's outfit. This is great. But what about for our male tour guides? I don't think they're going to want to be wearing dresses. He says. Uh, Newt comes out in a manly full suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't worry. Martinez describes that suit as both bunk and fresh. <laughs> like these... I don't know. I know President Martinez usually misses like the boat on just about everything, but he is he's absent in this episode. Him and Newt just they're out for tea. Um, I don't know where their heads are at, but he is not here asking saying things like this boat the uh, that suit is both funk and fresh, and also saying uh, asking Corey if it's whack or, or what what was it straight up whack or whack, wickety whack? Like come we on, have dude. To understand. He's been really uncomfortable in his marriage ever since he found out the first lady kissed Bert. That's put a real strain on them, and they haven't spoken in days. <laughs> these Mentally, suits, he's just not here. Yeah, these suits are all he has. <laughs> um, so the presentation is going well. Raven's outside, excited that the presentation is going well. Uh, but that's when everything comes to a halt because Victor brings tea in in the middle. He says, hey, Raven. And that's when Corey, pretending to be Raven, turns around and says, hey, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I just, hey, daddy. That's all Corey can say to Victor. Uh, Raven. What'd you say? How do you think Victor felt? Um... So how do you think Victor felt when he walked in to see what he was expecting to be his college daughter presenting new suits to the White House and instead stumbles upon his daughter nowhere in sight and instead his son wearing uh, this outfit uh, with balloon boobs uh, and presenting the outfits instead? I I think probably pretty confused i think this is not good for team baxter it's not looking great (laughs) the family's uh something wrong right now Mm -hmm. 
so uh, he he sees this, and um, that's the the gig is up, you know, uh, and it's especially up because Raven, the real Raven, is so shocked at what is happening. She fall, falls, and her face gets stuck to the window, and her mustache because she's wearing a mustache as her disguise sticks to the window as she pulls back. Uh, President well, looks outside. Spirit gum all over the mustache. Has spirit gum? Well, you know, you put spirit gum on your lips, but Raven likes to coat the whole thing in spirit gum. What That's is spirit gum? The window. Is that what you used to like stick on like a fake mustache? Bryce, you directed a show. Did it? Was there spirit gum involved in it? I don't know, but <laughs> you were involved in the process long enough. I know, but like I don't know. Can you eat it? You, you I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. Why is it called that? It should be called like I don't like face tar or something. I don't know. Let's go right. So uh, Raven likes coated her mustache in a bunch of face tar. Face putty? I don't know. Uh, what else is sticky? Face honey? I don't know. Not gum. Gum is like you chew. Gum is like you chew. Hey, daddy. Says Corey to uh, Victor, and so now, uh, now there's a big chase scene. It's a big chase scene, Ren, uh, because the president sees Raven, whose mustache just fell off. The president yells, "It's the kook!" Um, and they all run. And they chase her back and forth. It's like a Scooby Doo esque thing. Raven falls, like from the top of the window down which is confusing uh and then she gets back into the white house (laughs) these are uh our best security guards ren america's finest um and raven runs past another tour group in the same hallway that you know the whole incident happened in the first place and uh, donna says and that's our white house kook uh we've got you now kook martinez screams at her uh and now the vision comes true it all pays off the white house floor buffer loses control of the buffer wren it skids it turns goes into the clock and raven dives onto the president and saves his life as the clock narrowly misses him wow she really did it she She really did big action sequence um and again though she's like straddling the president people are still taking pictures and this time they have a conversation in which president martinez while being straddled by raven says so you're the beautiful raven um yeah uh she tells him he's psychic oh she's she tells him she's psychic uh, I thought that was a big reveal. Uh, but the episode was ending, so it didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> no. No, because I, I would have loved to know, like, in what you... So the president now has the knowledge that there's someone living in his country, at least one individual, who has real true psychic powers. And that is the chef's daughter. Like, he should do something with that info. He gives Raven to the government for experiments. <laughs> Chef Victor 
You're not going to see Raven for a long time. You did the right thing here, Victor. <laughs> it was all a setup <laughs> to get Raven in the White House and then uh, get her into some kind of uh, like lockdown. They can do experiments on her. Extract the psychic powers. Uh, so Victor's going to go pack. He realizes that this doesn't. This is not a good look for him. Uh, what his two children just did. And um, Secret Service goes to grab her to take her away. And Martinez says she's not a kook. She's a Baxter. So that's it, Ren. Um, Newt says, if this is Raven, who's that dreamboat? And Corey takes off the wig and says, it's me, Corey. And that's the end of the Newt storyline. Newt says, I may have said some things that may have been misinterpreted. <laughs> like I said, like, I'm I'm totally down for a show that explores this. It's just not Corey in the house. Like, they wouldn't, but I, it would be interesting, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and they, uh, at the end of the day, Donna gets upset because she hears that the uh, the reason all this happened is because the tour guy uniform is going to get changed. Uh, it's tradition. If you start changing tradition, that people won't vote for you. Is that true, Ren? Very conservative message at the end. Vote yeah. Corey in the house says vote red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you start changing tradition, the people won't vote for you. Do you think uh, that Corey's a big Q fan? Uh, I think so. What do you, that's what the uh, Q and Corey stands for? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. The psychic abilities, that feels like that that falls into, uh, you know, some of that camp. <laughs> so, uh, President, so Donna says this, and then the kids are like, no, like, come on, we love the new uniforms. And President Martinez says, uh, can any of you kids vote? They say no. And he's like, well, the people have spoken, so he's not going to change the uniforms. Um... <laughs> And then the there's a funny end bit here, Ren, um, where the tour group, they go to go on their merry way. And Donna says to them, uh, we're going to go see the rose, the beautiful rose garden right outside of the Oval Office. Uh, and I just like that because that's the show acknowledging that Raven completely ravaged the rose garden, went full Melania on them. Uh, <laughs> uh what else? Uh, they fight again. Raven and Corey do their la di doo da da thing. Corey pops his balloon boobs. Um, and they walk away. Victor says, can't wait to call your mom and tell her about all this. So, uh, Bryce, mm-hmm. it's time to discuss that closing credits. Ren, tell us all about it. So, <clears throat> to end our episode... Corey, Raven, Mina, and Newt all gather around the family television to watch the intro of That's So Pushnik. Pushnik, unlike Raven, sees the past. And Pushnik, unlike Raven, cannot speak in proper English and speaks in fragmented English like an ethnic would. Yeah. And that's the joke. It is. And her accent is extremely racist. It, it, it's very offensive. Um, 
it's uh so in this in this alternate uh like that's so raven universe uh that's so push nick's theme song uh, she says it's the past that i can see so uh first of like that's not even a i mean ren we can all see the past uh what kind of scenarios does she get herself in yeah i i, I don't know like she gets a vision <laughs> and it's like what she sees a vision from like two weeks ago like what are you going to do with that info nothing um and yeah and then at the end of it she says yak me she it is awful ren um that's it that's her episode that's what we end on raven was absolute waste they juiced her they did I don't like. Are they so afraid of taking away Corey's spotlight? Is that what what this is all about? Is it because she's a guest star and her pay was too high for a certain amount of minutes? I mean, it's was her time just not valuable enough to do more? But she's French. She's like she's in scenes. She's just not like the main focus in them. She's it's, it's weird. She's hiding under a couch in one of them, or she's in the background pretending to cut some roses. So like, I, I don't know why they decided to do that to her. And no Sophie. Yeah, no Sophie. So Raven and Sophie never crossed paths. Um, and otherwise, I mean, it like Newton Mina didn't really need to be there. They were just kind of there to fill up some time. Um, yeah, the episode overall was just disappointing, Ren. I had kind yeah. of higher expectations for what the um, the stakes could have been. Yeah, I agree. Very disappointing. And this is what they do with her. Um, did you have any... Uh, like, what was your rose for the episode? <sighs> rose? Uh... Some, something that was good? N- Newt's always funny. Yeah. Newt's always funny. <laughs> <laughs> the go-to rose when there's nothing yeah. else to draw upon just newt was there he had a presence um i mean i liked i liked the concepts that victor was pushing of like you know like we're a family like we gotta stick together we look out for each other um did i feel like that was really reflected in the actual episode itself and what Ooh. happened no but uh I don't know. I guess just that, that was my rose. Um, my bud, like something I'd like to see more of. Uh, also sticking to Victor. I liked that uh, Victor said the line, like, I'll go pack in this episode. He's been saying that actually in a, a few of them. And yeah, then, he has. Like that's his, he has a catchphrase. They gave him a catchphrase and I, it makes sense for him because Corey's always messing up. And one of these times Martinez really should have him pack. Is that your bud? You're looking forward to them backing up, getting <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yep, I'll take that. Yeah, so move too. back, move back to San Francisco. Get the whole family back together. Uh, anything you're looking forward to from this episode? <sighs> A bud for this episode, Bryce. You're asking the world of me. Yeah, I know. God, I. I do like Victor and I do mm-hmm. like when he 
is allowed to be in a fatherly role where he can actually parent. So I'll, I want to see Victor in a more authoritative role. Mm-hmm. Um, and your thorn. What was the worst part about the episode? How Raven was treated ultimately and how she was integrated into the plot. Very mm-hmm. disappointing. Very like to the side. She, like you said earlier, she literally could have been anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been like Corey encounters someone who is, who he finds a psychic at school because he sees her staring off. And like, I like, you know, the, there's just nothing. There's nothing there. Um, yeah, my, I don't know. This, this, it's hard rent because this episode was so bad. Yeah. We've just, we've gone from so many highs with the Russian episode to so many lows here. Um, like, it's hard for me to pick between Pushnik, between um, the constant joking about, like, what Corey is wearing and just, like, everything around there. Um, I'll give it to Pushnik. That's how yeah. Pushnik is being my thorn. Yeah, it's a... It's just insensitive. Absolutely. So, uh, Ren, are there any reviews for this episode? Yes, and they are glowing across the board. Wow. They were just excited to see her. This is one of the most reviewed episodes on uh, TV.com, and they're all above a nine. Wow. All right, you ready? Yep, let's hear it. We'll start with VG Freak 8. Raven added a lot to this show. Nine out of ten. Raven comes to visit Corey and Victor. She also wants to design the new fashion line for the tour guides. She has a vision that a clock falls on the president, and when she tries to save him, the clock doesn't fall. She hides from security but can't pitch her fashion design. Corey dresses up as a girl and pretends to be Raven. The president loves the designs, but the tour guides don't. When the clock actually falls, Raven saves him. This is a pretty good episode. It was really cool seeing Raven. I hope she guest stars more. This episode gets a 9 out of 10. Wow. They want her back. I mean, I want her back too, but I want her to do like actually do something. Are you ready for our next review? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> this is by Snizzle McD. They gave Ooh. the episode a nine point two. Feels high. This is the title. Corey's sister Raven visits the White House. While she was there, she has a vision that an old grandfather clock is about to fall on the president. She then tackles him to save him. Now Corey must impersonate Raven while she runs from security. Review. Where do I start? (laughs) This episode is my favorite episode of Corey in the House. Why? Well, it brings back Raven Simone as Raven Baxter. As some of you may not know, Corey in the House is a spinoff of the Disney Channel series That's So Raven. It focused on Raven, her friends, and family. She is psychic and has visions at totally random times, allowing her to see glimpses of the future. Now, That's So in the House is definitely a series classic when it comes to Corey in the House, because it was a reunion between the Baxter family, except for the mom who was always in law school. This episode almost brought me to tears because it was as if I was watching That's So Raven again. However, I did feel the plotline was a little rushed. Oh, well, at least they included Raven's psychic visions. Well, as Raven would say, gotta go. (laughs) I mean, she says that in the episode. As Raven would say. It's a pretty good reference. Um, does anyone watch the show not knowing its roots? 
let's see. Let me see if I can find a review from a newcomer. It'd be. I, I'm just saying, like, it'd be difficult to watch Corey in the house and not know. All right, I got. I got an interesting yeah. one from Knuckles Freak. <laughs> Hate the name, but let's hear. It. <laughs> uh, they gave the episode a nine point six. The title is "The Show Should Be Called Raven in the House." Oh, okay. <clears throat> If you're like me, you know you're pretty disappointed with the show so far, but a miracle has happened. Raven Simone guest stars on an all-new episode of Cory in the House as Cory's big sister. Yep, that girl really isn't leaving Disney that sudden, does she? <laughs> in the episode, the president thinks she should have new uniforms for the staff. He's looking for a designer that can make great uniforms. We all know Raven can design. Just as Corey prepares to call Raven, Raven comes through the door with the uniforms. Raven had a vision of the president talking, so she came with a all-new uniforms. But then at the White House, Raven has a vision that the grandfather clock is going to fall onto the president. So Raven tries to save the president, but apparently the grandfather clock didn't fall. Now, the whole White House is on a hunt to get Raven. How is Raven and Corey supposed to show the president the uniforms if the president thinks Raven is some stranger that tackled him? This is the best episode of the show yet. Raven comes back. That's one point already. Raven takes charge of the script and makes this the funniest episode yet. Mm. Although, the only comedy there is with Corey and Raven scenes. They're funny enough to make this the best episode. What really made it funny, though, was the end half of the episode. Won't spoil it to you guys, but it is hilarious. This is a really funny episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Good thing they didn't spoil it. Would you be real bummed, Ren, if if someone spoiled an episode of Corey in the house for you? I feel like it has to be a surprise for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd be pretty bummed. All right, we'll read one 10 out of 10 review, and then I'll wrap up. All right, all right. This one is by Blue Hogger. I'm choosing to read their review because when I click on their page, it says they don't exist anymore. So I'm choosing to believe they were banned. Yeah. (laughs) They gave it a 10 out of 10. Best episode so far. In this episode of Corey in the House, the president thinks he should get new uniforms for his staff and needs a great designer to make some. So Raven Baxter comes down to the White House with some uniforms and she had a vision of her saying that. But Raven then has a vision and accidentally tackles to president thinking it'll prevent her vision, but her vision didn't happen. How is Raven going to show the president her designs if the president thinks she's some kook? Well, (laughs) you'll find out when you watch it. The episode is the funniest out of all the Corey in the House episodes. It lives up to the That's So Raven episodes and the cast should really learn from Raven after making this episode. 10 out of 10. Blue Hogger was the only person to say kook in their review. Yeah. This rent so much praise for Raven's appearance in this episode, and you and I felt the exact opposite. I mean, she was fine in the episode. We just didn't get her. Like she's People barely just there. Happy to see her. Ugh. Um. Uh, the approval rating for President Martinez in this episode, we see him try to change something, spend uh, a decent amount of time shouting, trying to change waters. it, just for it to not change. Uh, what are you thinking? We're at, uh, I can pull up what he's currently at. Let's see. Uh, presidential approval. All right. So uh, we currently have him at a 21%. Will the American people be sympathetic towards the fact that the president was 
tackled twice and almost crushed by a grandfather clock. Um, that's a great point. I mean, if this happened to Joe Biden, how would how would you feel? Um, I concerned for his health. I think. Would you feel? Would you be a little bit more approving of him under the circumstances? Would it change anything? Um, I, and no, I think it would be neutral. What? What about? Do you think it should go up? I don't know. Like I'm, tr- there are I'm trying to like that. There are people like that. Mm-hmm. Like if a president is gets tackled twice and almost killed by a grandfather clock, is that something that I'm I'm going to politically approve of them more for? <laughs> like no. Well, I, I mean, I'll I'll care about it. I'll be like that's upsetting to hear, and I'll hope that you know, security will step up. It's game. All right. So let's say a pollster comes to your house yeah. and asks, do you approve of the president feeling better? Uh, yes. So you approve of the president? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this is a loaded uh, question, I know. So what should we, what should we do? Should we freeze it? Okay, but let's also consider the fact we have to look at this critically too because yep. Martinez would be lambasted by the opposition party mm-hmm. for letting someone into the White House. But also, hold on, Ren. He he personally wanted to chase down this person. That's right. Revenge. He wanted to hunt someone in the White House. <laughs> Which I I think would garner respect from some people. From for some. like, he doesn't want to go and hide. He wants to deal with it himself. Bryce, this is such a controversial situation that I think the only way to solve it is if I coin toss five times, heads Martinez gets one approval rating, tails yeah. he loses one. So like, if it if okay, uh, so is it best out of best three out of five? No, I'm gonna flip it, and each time he'll either get one approval. Get one up or <laughs> down. Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. He won one. Okay, he's at 22. All right. He got another. He's at 23. He got another. Wow, 24. Oh, he lost one. Uh Uh-oh, down to 23. Last one. He lost one. So up one, though. All right, not bad. It's a, a slight gain, but I feel good about that slight gain. I think that he he did the work for it. He did. Uh, and final final episode rating for that. So in the house. Mm. I'm gonna give it a. <sighs> it's tough. I don't know yeah. how low I want to go. It's. Did I enjoy watching it? No. Would I ever want to watch it again? No. Like that, th- this is an episode that there was no value for me in it the first time. 
And then I had to watch it a second time so I could take notes. And it made me dislike it even more. Uh, it is going to be, I think, my lowest rated episode. I think it'll be my lowest rated too, but I don't... I think it can get worse than this. I don't think this is the bottom of the barrel yet. It's... It just followed so many tropes that I didn't like. And also, it had... Like, it, it was offensive on multiple levels. It didn't handle it well. Didn't handle the guest star well. Um, it didn't. It's very emblematic of a lot of Corey in the House's worst problems, actually. So, like, I, I, I'll give it a 1.5 to your point of it could get worse. All right. I will also go with a 1.5 in that case. I just don't want to imagine what worse is. But... <laughs> From uh, one of our highest points to this low, low valley of that so in the house. All right, Ren. Uh, With that, next week, we'll be watching episode 17, which is called Gone Wishing. So don't know what that means, but it should be a fun time. I sure hope so, Bryce. Yeah. Hopefully we don't dis- we don't see what uh, a one out of ten looks like. Hopefully we can keep it at that one point five. So just uh, so you higher. know, on yeah. IMDb, Air Force One Too Many has a seven point two. Mm-hmm. That's so in the house has an eight point one. It's the Raven hype. Like it's a but <laughs> it's the Simoniacs. It's <laughs> it's those Simoniacs, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anything she's in that she touches is gold. Oh, Bryce, trivia. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Give, give us a, a, a quick one or two trivia. All right. Uh, while I wait for the TV.com one to load up, here's some mm-hmm. IMDb trivia. We got a goof in this episode. Oh. <clears throat> Are you when... sure? Does it say goof or is it a, a kook? Uh, goof, not a kook. Oh, okay. Uh, when the president is about to capture Raven, she jumps and saves him from a clock falling. It falls. In one shot, the clock is on the ground. The next shot, it's back standing in its place. Ah, that's a good point. All yeah, right. We should track that. All right, what does TV.com have? <clears throat> Trivia. President Martinez asks if Corey, his friends, and or Raven are old enough to vote, and they all say no. Since Raven is in college, she has to be at least 18 years old, so she is old enough to vote. I had that thought. This is the first time in both That's So Raven and Corey in the House that Tanya is mentioned without saying that she is studying in England. Raven reveals to the president that she is psychic, and he believes her. (laughs) That's just... That's right. just plot. Yeah, that's just plot. That's not there's no trivia with that. Uh, and under illusions, that's so Pushnik is a reference to that's so Raven, Corey in the House's parent show. Yes, the main we, character sees into the past, which is the complete opposite from Raven. Yeah, we we get it. <laughs> TV.com. We understood. Ugh. I'm so happy that this is done. I hope next week's better. I hope so as well, Ryan. Next week marks our halfway point through the series. Wow, that's hard to believe. I know. Already halfway done. The gem of a show, Corey in the house. 
And I still feel like there's so much more to to uh, uncover. It's going to be an uphill battle, I think. <laughs> I think season two is going to be... The closer we get to season two, the more confident I become that there is going to be a massive drop in quality. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> no way this show suddenly got canceled like a third of a way into its second season for no reason. Yeah, because at least with most, most Disney Channel shows, they push for it to run much longer. But a season and a half feels like it's unheard of. We're so. going to be in for a rough couple episodes. <laughs> but I think those are going to be fun ones too, because they're, I think I have a feeling that they'll throw all character uh, design and elements out the window and they'll just, you know, do whatever they want to do with them. So, all right, Ren, anything else to say about this episode, Corey in the house or the big game? Bryce, it's been a long night, but let me say this mm-hmm. team Baxter to the end. <laughs> Okay, well, all I have to say to you, Ren, is uh, la di do da da di do da. La di di da do di da. <laughs> what a long night. Terrible way to fight. All right, uh, so so thank you all for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook. We did our live show last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which still has no posts, uh, I don't think, but uh, you can find us there. And uh, otherwise, uh, thanks so much for listening. And hope that you have a good rest of your day. All right. Take Uh, care. Best of luck on your endoscopy. and red demons and electric guitar.